Welcome to the second episode of the Dude Spankin' Dudes podcast. This is a podcast that is not about the new wave sci-fi movement of the 60s, or the locations of secret warp whistles in Super Mario Bros. 3. Rather, it's a podcast about dudes who are spankin' dudes, and the dudes who, just maybe, kinda like it. And this podcast is hosted by two dudes. Yes, I'm Scott. I'm known online as Red SPK Scott. And I am Brian, known online as either Super Goblin or Croup. Now, Scott, uh, this is our second episode now, and we got some pretty good feedback, actually, on our first one, didn't we? Yes, we had a lot of responses. We had a lot of listeners, actually. Um, right now, we're sitting at, we're approaching 800 people listening to our very first podcast. Uh, so that's kind of amazing. And what we decided to do originally, we were going to do this as a monthly podcast. That's what we first thought. But then you and I brainstormed all sorts of ideas. We got good responses. So I think we're going to try and do twice a month. I think I think that's good. Because we, like, we have just so many ideas that we can do this about. And we both enjoyed doing the first one a lot. And if people like to listen, then heck yeah. Yeah, and going. I want to give... Yeah, and we want to give a special uh, shout-out to some friends of Brian's because we were, it was doing okay, and then over just over this past weekend, uh, we got a big, huge boost in listeners because of a blog that Brian knows, and yeah. I'll let Brian give a shout-out. Yeah, thank you very much, to especially to Ward from the Jackstank blog, which I was once a contributor towards. Um, not anymore, but... That's just more due to my own laziness. But thank you very much, guys. We got a hell of a lot of viewers just from you guys uh, giving us a shout-out. So thank you very much for that. Yeah, I'd say about 250 listeners in the last, like, 48 hours came from came from Jock's Bank. So thank you very much. Uh, one other thing I want to mention as well, uh, we talked a little – we mentioned Tubler, I think, in our first podcast. I want to throw that out there again. If you are into spanking, if you are into dude spanking dudes, or actually if you're just in spanking, into spanking at all, I want to encourage all of you to join Tumblr. Um, I resisted it. Like I said, I'm the veteran in, in our first in our first podcast. I described uh-huh. myself as a grizzled veteran. I am I am not a millennial. I am really not hip to every form of social media. Oh, what is uh, this internet thing? Arr. Yes, what <laughs> is this internet thing? Um, and I resisted Tumblr as you know it was just some thing that kids were you know that the millennials were involved with. I finally joined, and it has really become the home of porn. Tumblr is where porn is. It really is, yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's a lot of, like, like kink blogs there, too, which is great. And, I mean, I know there's there's a number of spanking blogs that just, like, repost pictures and videos of spanking stuff. Yes, you'll so. find also... And also, spanking studios that are still around, a lot of them will, will post teasers on Tumblr when they have new videos come out, and so you'll be alerted to, if you follow their Tumblr accounts, you'll be alerted to when new videos come out. So it's just, there used to be, you know, back in the day we had message groups, you know, we used to have like Google groups where we used to get porn sent to our emails and then Google got rid of those, and this has become the replacement. And so I would recommend following, you know, if you just want to find some easy ways to find this baking porn, Follow me, uh, follow Brian, Red, Sp- Red SPK Scott, 
or Soup Goblin on Tumblr, track us down, follow us. Yeah. I reach, we both retweet a lot of spanking stuff, and from that you'll find other um, other Tumblr feeds that focus on spanking. Yeah. You'll be able you can, to follow them all. You can spread out and watch all of them delivered you'll, right you'll to your doorstep. <laughs> lots of lots of spanking. Lots Art, of lots red of butts. Lots of red butts. Yep. Uh, we also want to mention we started a Twitter uh, feed as well for dudes spanking dudes. It's actually it's actually titled on Twitter dudes spank dudes. Yeah, um, we didn't have enough room for the whole thing. <laughs> but <laughs> so you can check us down on Twitter and follow us if yes, you like. Please follow us. We only have like two followers there so far, so we need many more. <laughs> uh, and then just to, if if uh, you had to follow us on on Tumblr. Or, or Twitter, or you're just finding us. We've decided to go with SoundCloud for our hosting. Um, they have used to be known as a site to host like alternative or independent music. They branched out into podcasts starting like a couple years ago, uh, and it looks like it's a it looks like it's a really positive environment. There are a lot of other sex advice kinds of podcasts that are being hosted on SoundCloud, so we're hoping it's a good home. But there are a couple of things I want to mention that will kind of shape what happens in the future in the podcast, which is that they do have an important rule about porn and essentially not having porn on your podcast. And yeah, I know sad, but (sighs) what specifically means is um, what you won't hear on this podcast is you won't hear like clips of actual spanking porn. Um, if you heard the first podcast, you heard us talking about a spanking erotic video that we both really liked and why we liked it. We did not play any sound clips from that video, um, so you, you wouldn't hear that. Um, we will not be doing any readings of spanking erotica that we or other writers have written. That would violate the rules. And we won't – and this is the sad part for both of us – We, you will not hear any live spankings on our podcast. A lot of we really deserve one, though. Like, can we make just like one exception, one or two exceptions? I, I don't want to risk getting in trouble with. It. Maybe if if we really take off and, and you know and if we find a way to make if we find a way to get some like money off you know this podcast, some do Patreon campaigns and stuff. We could have sort of independent podcast podcast hosting, and then we don't have to worry about these sort of porn rules. We looked at we looked at what was available, and a lot of them have very similar rules on porn. So, but it doesn't mean we can't talk about our sexual experiences and our spanking fetishes, because there are a lot of podcasts on SoundCloud that talk about sex. They tend to be very oriented on women's issues with sex and what their interests are. Um, So it just means that that we can't actually have porn itself on the podcast. Sorry, guys. Yeah, and so Brian, um, and so we we've gotten some feedback directly from listeners and some questions. So Brian, if you wanted to uh, go yeah. through some of those, and we can answer those. Yes, I love questions. Okay, well this the I think the first one we got was from an anonymous person who asks, um, which I just the question to both of us is which do we like better for spanking, uh, bare hand, uh, a leather glove or with an object, such as a paddle or a switch, etc. So, just speaking for me personally, um, I've always been very into the hand and very into the paddle. And I'm pretty sure that, Scott, you pretty much feel the same <laughs> way. Those those are two like favorite things to use um, in general. Um, Am I correct in that? 
I, I am hardcore into paddles. Yeah, paddles Very, are so I've great. Got, yeah, I've got a whole bunch of them. We will, probably sooner than later, because we are both into them, we will do, uh, in our podcast, the Real Dude Spaking Real Dude section, we'll do a segment focusing entirely on paddles, um, how to use them, why we love them. Um, I've got like 12 of them. Oh, um, but yeah, that's I do a also lot of paddles. <laughs> Where do you keep them? Um, I've got a... I've got a Duffel bag. I, I keep in the trunk of my car, oh. and I bring it out to the spanking parties with me. Wow! So, it's in, so like, anytime you like, you know, you just pull some over and spank them on the side of the road. You're like, you're prepared. <laughs> I would. Yep. Yep. <laughs> in, in, the, in the event that I get pulled over by a police officer, and the officer is the one who needs to be punished, I, I'm prepared. Um, I should also mention the. Um, if you go to our SoundCloud profile page. The header image at the top we have of that paddle, that's one of my paddles. It's sort of a novelty. I love the paddle. It's this. It's a paddle um, with a boot print on it, with an actual rubber boot tread so on it. When, when you use that on someone, does it, like, leave a footprint in their ass? Or That's the fantasy, but no. Oh, um, that is the I, fantasy. How could you ruin that yeah. for me? Yes, the re- it's the whole fantasy meets the reality, but I love it because of the fantasy it represents itself, and that's why I call it a novelty pattern. I love the way it looks. It exudes the idea of dudes spanking dudes because it's this this masculine boot tread, mm-hmm. um, and so it can you know it can either be with the punk scenario, cop scenario, soldier scenario. Lots of very sort of male oriented. Yeah, like the the boot thing in general is very like dominant sort of masculine. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And I a lot and of guys ha- a lot of guys are into boots, like as a like a foot yes. thing, like a foot fetish yes. thing. Yep, and it is mostly it's mostly symbolic. I don't use it a whole lot. Um, it doesn't, you know, it's 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 a paddle that's for fun. Yeah. Um, so and yeah, so so we we will discuss paddles more. But I'm a hardcore paddle man, um, and I also have you know if you're a newbie, I have paddles that are designed to be used for people with less experience. Uh, so there, it's not such a terrifying experience. Uh, but I also have some heavy duty paddles for people who uh, with tougher butts. Wow, <laughs> you're you're prepared for anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Next question is from. Uh, Jackson Cubs on Tumblr. He actually he actually had two questions for us, but the first one was to me. Um, he was curious when I mentioned that I was a furry on the first episode and was wondering what my character was. So just real quick, um, we'll probably go more into depth in future episodes about the whole furry thing. But just as a general thing, uh, my my most the favorite character of the moment is a buff, gruff unicorn whose <laughs> name is Inarod, and um, I commissioned quite a lot of art with him. I I enjoy having him as a character quite a bit. But if if you're more curious about that, you can go to my fur affinity page, where my name is Croup there, uh, C R O U P. Like everything about my characters, I I usually post right there. Um, when you sign up, you'll just have to make sure to check that adult content is enabled, and once you do that, you should be able to see everything that I have. So, I should mention that even though I'm not a furry, I find his character to be very, very, very hot and very, very, very spankable, and I've seen some do incredibly you? good. I find I've seen some very good spanking art with him. Yes, so. I commissioned quite a bit just because yeah. I enjoy it. So. 
And I'll actually, I'll have some, we will do an episode where we talk about the fantasy, the furry fantasy and trying to get more spanking into it. And even though, like I said, I'm not a furry, I find it very, very fascinating uh, and what it, you know, what it represents. So I probably will, you know, talk about what I find interesting about it, even though I'm not a furry. Everyone's a little <laughs> bit of a furry. Everyone might be a little bit of a furry. That's... Just a little bit. <laughs> uh, second question is also from Jackson Chubbs. And he, this is more for Scott, I think. He was asking if there would be content for bottoms in this podcast. Yeah, he asked that of me as well. Yeah, um, I am. I have a very lengthy experience as a bottom before I became a top, and so that's very much in the top of my mind. We will <laughs> focus a lot. The top of your mind. <laughs> At the top of my mind uh, <laughs> and the bottom of my heart. Uh. Um, Yes, I actually have. I have a lot of experience as a bottom before I transitioned to a top, and I understand what that means. And in fact, uh, in the second segment of our podcast, the the fantasy life of spanking, um, we will be talking about the experience with the bottoms when it comes to spanking videos quite a bit today in in this particular podcast. So it's definitely on my mind. And and if there's bottoms out there. Um, if there are issues you'd like us to discuss, because there is, I, I will admit, a lot of the stuff we're thinking about is, oh, how to use this tool, how to use that tool. And that is very much, again, top-oriented stuff. So, like, issues like how to become a tougher bottom, you know, and if you, you toss that stuff my way, I know some very tough bottoms. And, you know, and I can just go to them and talk to them about their experiences and, and how, what they what they did. How so, do you become a tougher bottom? I need to know this. Um, you get spanked a lot. That's the that's oh. the, the, the easy way. Oh, is that how? <laughs> so get on that. I'm doing my best. And hey, that is a perfect seg- uh, segue for to lead to our actual first segment of this podcast, the real dudes spanking real dudes section. Oh no, what have I done? <laughs> I opened myself and... right up for this. <laughs> All right, so in our Real Dudes Spaking Real Dudes segment of the podcast today, uh, those who listened to the first podcast know that uh, Brian and I both gave our very basic backgrounds in the spaking scene. I'm the veteran, Soup Goblin. Brian here is the <laughs> newbie, the noob, the newcomer. You know, by the way, I resent the title of this episode. I'm not a total <laughs> noob. That no, that is, is, that is completely unfair. So, but the reality, I, <laughs> so, so, so the reality is though, though, yes, Soup Goblin, like me, has fantasized about spanking for much of his life, and I've known him for years. He has been involved with spanking writing and spanking art, uh, commissioning spanking art for for more than, for a decade. But it wasn't Damn, until it has ver- been a while. Yeah, it, it wasn't until very recently that you actually decided to go out there and get involved with being a real dude who spanks real dudes or is spanked by real dudes. And since this is our second episode, we had to have a segment where we talked about what it was like getting into the spanking scene. And this is just Mm -hmm. a perfect opportunity because you're, you're the voice of somebody who's new to the scene. So this segment is about how big of a noob soup goblin is uh, and what he learned from the experience. Okay, I guess that's fair. <laughs> so, to start off with, how long ago, how long has it been since you actually started looking at getting or giving a spanking? Um, I'm trying to think. It's been over a year now. It's been like a year and I don't know, like four or five months maybe 
since since I actually met my first person. And I had and my, so, my first banking experience. So once you decided you were going to actually try and do some sort of dude spake and dude thing, uh, how did you find someone? Uh, well, how, how I found someone is I went to spankthishookups.com, which is, you know, like the website for finding guys into spanking. Um, it worked out pretty well for me because there, there were actually a few good uh, candidates in my area. Um, this guy who I found, he was about my own age. Um, he was local. I, I chatted with him for a little bit, you know, like trying to like feel him out on stuff. Um, he seemed really nice. I mentioned like I was, I was a newbie, I guess, if you're going to use that word. And, uh, and he was, he was really understanding, you know, like he, he was happy to like, you know, be, be my first time, so uh-huh. to speak. And so what happened in this experience? What happened was, well, um, first of all, we we didn't immediately dive into the spanking. We met at a neutral place first. I went, you know, we went to um, a sandwich shop that was near me. So we had, like, hung out for a little while beforehand, which uh-huh. I, I feel is, is probably important when you meet anyone doing this sort of thing, just, you know, just for safety's sake. Um, but after that, we... I did decide that, you know, he seemed like we seemed like a good fit for each other. So, um, we went over to his place for this one. Um, and because I'm a total nerd, we actually we played uh, we played my own custom rules of spanked Scrabble. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so talk about that a little bit. I don't want the entire rule set, but I'm assuming, you know, the is it just whoever gets the most points gets to give up the swats, or is it per word? It was per, yes, per word. So each time one of us would put a word down, we'd spank the other based on how many points we got. Oh. And then at the end, whoever got the most points, you know, got to, like, have the other to spank for as long as they wanted to. And so, so who won? I won. So what did you do? Did you put him over your knee? I did, yes. And this this guy, he was an experienced bottom. He had... I have to say, he had a fantastic ass, and it was <laughs> awesome to spank him. Just it was my first time spanking somebody, and this guy had like the perfect butt. So, for me at least, I got super lucky. I feel like I sort of won like the first time jackpot with him, just because like I had a lot of fun. It sounds like a good experience. How does it? How did the actual experience compare to fantasies that you had have been having all along about spanking? Fantasy. Oh, so many fantasies. Um, I guess... Well, I mean, like, obviously, the non-consensual aspect wasn't there, because, you know, we were both willing adults doing this. Um, and most of my fantasies involve, you know, like, guys sort of forcing each other down for punishments and stuff like uh-huh. that. So, I mean, like, obviously that wasn't there. Right. Um, for my... It was my first time doing this thing, thing so I found... I actually had a tough time getting a reaction out of him. And I think that was also, you know, accompanied by him being, like, very experienced at taking it. Uh-huh. So, and I, I'm, you know, I'm not, like, the strongest guy around. I have I have sort of skinny wrists, and I, as I went on, I felt like my hand was probably hurting, like, just as much, if not more, than his butt was. I should so, mention here that Brian is remarkably thin. Yes, I am, like, a scrawny <laughs> stick figure, basically. So I mean, it's that's just my body. It's what I have yeah. to. It's what I have to work with. But 
So, that was like my fantasies. So let's talk about when you so, – so you've been a Switch, and you've had some experiences since then. Have you gotten – have you received any pretty decent spankings? I've received one or two decent spankings, yeah. Um, I haven't been brought to tears yet, though, I have oh, well, to say. That is a – you know, and that is something that we could talk about in a future podcast. That is not – um, that is not as common as the fantasy would go. Yes, and, and fantasy is, you know, it's always, you know, you're always spanked always. to tears. That's like, that's that's how you know it's a good spanking if the die cries from it and, you know, like, yeah. t- totally submits. But, yeah, I, I have not yet been brought to that place. Um, so what did you learn? What have you learned so far in your year and a quarter or so in into the spanking scene? Um... I have learned that buying your own paddle is important. <laughs> Should have tools. Um, so you, you did a you had a shopping expedition uh, recently, did you not? I actually yes, I did. Um, I've had I've had one paddle that I've been using for quite a while. Um, about a week ago, I went and finally, you know, uh, hunted down and got some more toys to play with. So. I'm not a proud owner of a ping-pong paddle set. I have some leather paddles. I got a hairbrush, or not a hairbrush, a bath brush to mm-hmm. use. So hoping to get some play with that stuff. Yeah, That's I had awesome. a, I, I, I kind of had a similar experience when I was new. I had gotten a frat paddle Ooh. because my fantasy was on frat paddles, and I didn't really think about the fact that the thing about frat paddles is that you can really only give someone a couple of swats with them. Mm-hmm. And they're tough to use, like, over the knee, too. It's like, yes, you pretty and, much yeah, you have to have the die, like, bend over, and you swat him, and that's it. Like, there's not, like, the fun of different positions yeah. as much, Yeah, right? and even a lot of guys who are into spanking are not into fret paddles. So that was just kind of yeah. an eye-opening experience. And I had to do I had to do that shopping expedition. Uh, I had to go and get some, get some yeah. additional paddles. Get so one of these, one of those, a couple of these. I, there should be, like, a spanking store where they just sell stuff like that. I mean, I guess there are, like, fetish shops. Yeah, there are plenty of fetish shops. <laughs> I actually I bought that the paddle that I mentioned at this at the top of the the podcast. I bought that at a um, an S and M shop in a fetish oh. shop in West Hollywood out here in Los Angeles. Nice. And uh, you know their online is called six six five. You can actually order <laughs> stuff from, you can order stuff from them online. So, so they're they're neighbors to the beast. Yes. <laughs> um. And yeah, and they're right there. They're right there in West Hollywood where all the boys are. Um, and so, so you, you still right now, part of it, part of being a newcomer in the scene is learning what it is that you actually want. Yeah. So, so what have you been figuring out from these experiences? Um, one thing, well, one thing I've been figuring out is I definitely don't like it when the roles of Spanker and Spanky are fixed. I really like, um playing with that, having the roles switch and sort of fluctuate as time goes on. Um, One guy who I've started hanging out with fairly recently, he started out as just a sub to me, because, you know, he liked it. But then um, on our most recent uh, excursion, he actually turned things around and gave me a spanking, and it was probably, like, one of the best you know, my, one of the favorite spankings I've ever gotten from him, just because it was a lot of fun for me to squirm around and act all angry and be like, hey, you can't spank me, I'm supposed to spank you, and, you know, like, so on and so forth. Like, I got to, like, 
struggle and protest a lot, which is another thing that I like to do. I really like, you know, yeah. I like to pretend, you know, I'm not into it and, and fight really hard. And because, and as we said, I'm a pretty strawny guy, it's, it's usually pretty easy for the other dude to, you know, hold me down and keep going because he knows that that's what I actually want. So. Yeah, and you you <laughs> mentioned in in our first broadcast, in our first podcast, that you did you love the fantasy of revenge spanking. Ah, uh, yes, I probably did mention that because I do because it's revenge is great, um, especially when you know the revenge involves hauling dudes' pants down and you know paddling their asses. Yeah. So keep that in mind, folks. If you if you find yourselves hooking up with Soup Goblin, uh, that's how he likes to play. Uh, Excuse you. <laughs> Don't give people tips on how to spank me. They're already going to pick up enough just listening to this. Hey, you you talked about it. I'm just, you know, part of getting into the scene is uh, helping people understand what it is that you want. Okay, well, I'd rather be paid a favor at some point then. <laughs> well, we definitely, we're going to be talking about bully scenes, and you know that, that that's what I like, so... Mm-hmm. All right, so I think anything anything else you want other newcomers to understand about getting into the spanking scene for the first time? Um, I guess just just be aware, like it can be, it can feel like a big step to you, but it's not really as scary as it seems. Um, I mean, I would recommend talking to the other guy first for a while. It's you know, like feeling him out. If if it feels like it's not going to work, or if he's interested in different stuff than you are. Don't be afraid to say, hey, you know, sorry, I think that we're interested in different stuff, and, you know, looking for somebody else. But at the same time, you know, like, just don't be afraid to dive in, I guess. It's, the year's now 2016, people are hooking up over the internet all the time, so it's, like, not even unusual, really, anymore for people oh, to be doing that. Yeah, and let me let me add as an experienced top who has, like, been the guy who has spanked some people as adults for the first time, um... Don't be afraid as a bottom to – this is weird. This may sound a little bit weird – to ask for more and to ask for um, – Yes. That's actually what, something I've been struggling with myself when a guy is spanking me and I feel like I haven't had enough. It's like I have to like act up in order for him to get him to like give me more. And and some, if, if they don't pick up on that, just outright tell them. Just be like, hey, you need to spank me a little bit more. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, yeah, I had experience. Where I had a, a friend who's in the spanking scene who wanted to introduce me to an, a newcomer who had no no adult experience yet, a uh, college student. Which you know, he was really cute. Brought him over here, and I spanked him. And when I'm a top with a newcomer, I take a very very low key. I, I'm, I'm not a daddy type in the first place, so I wasn't doing this, you know, you've been very bad. Instead, you know, I was talking with him, telling him, you know, just assuring him that he was actually in control of what was going on. If it was too hard, you know, whatever, did he want to try some paddles? And we communicated a little bit. Um, after we left, I didn't hear, you know, a couple of days later, I talked to my friend again. Um, and it turned out that the bottom, you know, he wanted it to be a little bit more about his fantasy, and he very much mm-hmm. had a daddy fantasy, which... I had no idea. Um, it's not my thing. I could have maybe role-played that if he wanted, but he didn't say anything. Yeah, open, open communication is always important for things like that, because you know, none of us are mind readers, you know? Yeah. So talk to your dude first, find out what you both are into, and see if you can or, work something out. Or, or let me just say, you know, 
when you're, you may be afraid to do that because you're new, in, in which case, if you get a spanking and it's not enough, you want more, you want something harder, you want you want something else, you definitely have to say so. It's, it's difficult to realize when you're new to spanking that not only – we only have the same – we all have the same fetish in the sense of we're all into spanking, but – Beyond that, just like sex, what everybody into spanking wants can be completely different from each other. Yeah. I mean, like, a lot of the fantasy is, like, having, you know, you like, you have no control at the bottom, and, like, the, the top yeah. is just going to do what, what they're going to do to you, but the, the reality in, like, the actual spanking scene is that the bottom is the one in control, and he's the yeah. one pretty much pulling the shots. For a you while, know? you know, unless if, there, if you have that fantasy of giving up control... It can eventually happen when the top gets to know you. Yeah. Like you know, when I first. But like you know, that, that level of familiarity is required first. Yes. yes I could say yeah. that there are bottoms that I just take control over at, at spanking parties. There's a guy I'll just grab him by his ear and drag him into another room, and I will punish him. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's no discussion about uh, levels or safe words or things like that. But uh-huh. I've known him for several years now. <laughs> and yeah. so I know him very well. I would never do any, and actually I've had to reassure like newcomers to the party who were seeing me do that. that you don't know, <laughs> do that to everybody. It's like, it's okay. Like you are safe. I'm only doing it to this person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so with that, let us wrap up this segment of real dudes spanking real dudes. Yes. Let's wrap it up. But speaking of the fantasy of a spanking versus the reality of one, for our next segment, the fantasy life of spanking, we're going to talk about what is probably the primary way most folks get to see their spankings come alive, so to speak, which is spanking videos. And in particular, the state of spanking videos today. Now, Scott, you and I have talked a little bit about this, how when you first came into the scene, there were only maybe, like, two companies producing videos focusing yeah. on, on male male spanking. <laughs> yes, yeah, so let's go back to the dark days of the the eighties. Uh, and even <laughs> before then the seventies. You don't know dark days. Dark days. The only way to get porn was on really on either in magazines or in videos. And and certainly the only way to watch a spanking were uh, on VHS videos. Uh-huh. And so there were just, I think at the time, there were two and a half, three uh, studios. The big ones were Man's Hand, which is actually still around. And I actually, they help organize the uh, Moonburn Spanking Party here in Los Angeles. So I've actually know those folks now, which is fascinating to me because my very first spanking video came from them. So it's kind of fascinating. And then there was um, Control T, which doesn't exist Ah, anymore. Uh, (coughs) Excuse me. And then there was another one called... um, uh, control, or I'm sorry, uh, Studio 7, which... Uh, oh, yeah, okay, yes, I remember yeah. And so what you had to do is you had to find out that these guys existed, which, in my case, there there were there were porn shops in Florida, uh, in Orlando, and I, I convinced a friend, uh, this was like a, two days after coming out of the closet, uh, I convinced her to take <laughs> me to this place. Wow, you moved quite... To find porn. Uh, and uh, and there is where I found spanking videos. Now, I remember visiting porn shops with my friends too, like in college, back when we were all just like, "Oh, we can be sexually active beings now, and it's okay." Yeah, yeah. and then so so that then what you nice. had to do is you had to send a letter to the to to Control T in Man's Hand and get added to their mailing list, and they would send you a catalog 
a photo it was like photocopped black and white catalog uh-huh. <laughs> with pictures and then once you got on their mailing list you would get a little a little um photocopy release when a new video came out which again was it was in black and white ah. and it was photocopies of pictures and you couldn't really tell you know and it described the video and you looked at it and you decided whether or not you liked it yeah. based on the fact that you're looking at black and white photocopy yeah, so images it was dice. pretty so, much like a roll of the dice each time it's like well is this video like really going to be good or not <laughs> yeah. like, the description sounds good so i guess we'll give it a try yeah, so what I, you know, what you ended up doing is you looked to see whether or not you found you found the storyline interesting and the guys involved interesting um, based on the pictures, and then you just kind of hoped, or you could wait and rent them. I literally, you know, the video that the first video that I bought was actually a rent; it was for rent, but they would sell them to you if you were willing to pay an arm and a leg. And I'm like, yes, I want a spanking video, yes. and so I paid like eighty bucks for it. Um, oh, rent them. Yes. Be yes. kind. Rewind. Yes, and so after that, um, when the internet came around, that blew everything up. In in the be- in starting off with in the best possible way, because what we started seeing is number you know number one technology you could order you can order things online and have them mailed to you. Um, yeah, that's just, how it started, you know, and now you know, now we can just stream them directly, you yeah. know, to our computers, which is yeah, awesome. there's. Yeah, they switched to CDs, which made everything cheaper. Prices went down, and then there was the shift. Yeah, to now there's the technology to, for online streaming, um, and just you know the idea of getting porn in the mail that that is that isn't gone and almost gone entirely. Like yes. who gets porn in the mail anymore? Like old so, people, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's start for a minute and look at how spanking erotica online actually works right now. And then we'll talk about the the actual porn itself and the landscape of what you can get. So, so there's essentially there's two main types of video sites. Okay. One is a membership site where you have to pay uh, a regular fee to be a member of the site, and then you get access of all the porn and photos and images and that are on the site. Then there's the the alternative plan is. Um, you just it's just like buying stuff online it's yeah, like buying you, it's, you, you, you just, pay like per scene that you yes. want yeah so right. so you see a scene you like uh you you pay for that particular scene you download it and you mm-hmm. own it uh, I, I think a, a bunch of sites have have both ways yes like I, I know ways. that i know that straight lights bank just recently opened up a uh a for for clip sale site is that oh. what the, what the yeah, that yeah, website okay. is called so, I mean, they have the subscription already, but now you can also, if you just want one clip in particular, you can just buy that on its own without having yeah. to get a whole membership. Yeah, and there are some sites that still rent to stream videos for rent, where you can rent a video for like 24 to 48 hours and watch it all you want during the time period, and then you don't have access to it anymore. There are also sites where you can, what they call stream to own, where you can stream, you can pay for a video, and it's like like eight to ten dollars, and you uh. essentially own it, um, but you don't download it onto your computer. It stays on the site, but you can watch it whenever you want. But what if that site goes down? Yeah, that's that's an issue if that site ceases to exist. Of course, we're talking about porn, and it's not like you know. <laughs> no, so, we have I, to save the porn. Yeah. So, so, so some things to talk about if you're thinking about. Um, getting porn from these seats. Number one, the membership system um, 
if I, I what I would recommend if you're looking at a membership site is to see what they allow you to preview before joining. And what you're looking for is a, a site that wants to be as transparent as possible of how frequently they're uploading and the fact that yeah. you're getting new stuff always when you're if you're a membership you're going to get new stuff at x intervals over a period of time yeah. i'm going to give a really good example of probably the most trans the, the spanking site that demonstrate this and i think in the best most transparent way and this has nothing to do with whether or not i like the content but they're the way that they operate is perfect and that is spanking central Dot com. Yeah, he does a really good job there. Yeah, it is a subscription-based site. It's been around for a really long time, and that's one of the things that works in his favor because if a site like that lasts, you know it's because it's trustworthy. And what he does is he has previews and preview images of every single video on that site mm-hmm. for going back for years – and so you can look at that and say, well, first of all, you can look at it. Number and number one, know that it's going to that you're if you're you're joining this site and you're paying to be a member of this site that you're going to be getting new content regularly. Uh, and you know, like pretty much exactly what type of content it will be. Like you don't know like exactly what the video next week will be, but you know, like what type of content he's put yes. up over the years, and you can go back and you know pretty much know exactly what you'll be paying for, so to speak. Yes, you'll know you'll know the dynamic. You know the kind of fantasies that are presented from that particular studio, and yeah. you know whether you like it. Mm-hmm. And so you can decide based. You know whether you like the models that that he chooses. Um, you have all the information you need to make an informed choice whether or not you want to subscribe to that. And so then the other site, uh, the one I want to recommend everyone going to is a place called ClipsForSale.com, and it's Clips. The number four, not spelled out for, the number four sale.com. And this is a humongous – clipsforsale.com is not a porn site itself. What it is is that this is a massive site where studios of every orientation, of every fetish, of every type can, can post their videos and create a studio uh, for anybody to come and order individual videos. Yeah, they mean, have – Pretty much everyone's on there now. I know Man's Hand is yes. there. And it's, it's on there. Uh, straight, straight lads spanked. Uh, yeah, straight. they have their own thing there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks are on there, and it and 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 it's got male female stuff. It's got male male stuff. It's got female female stuff. It has um, it has cat- sections for each category. There is a special category for male for male spanking. So you can go. You can go there. They have a pull down menu from the main uh, from the main site. Find that page, bookmark it, so you can go directly to that. <laughs> and what you see is there's like two dozen sites of that sell piecemeal spanking videos. You go in there, look at it, see if you like the guys. Uh, a lot of them have short previews, like 10 seconds of spanking. You can look in if you can see if it's got the right kind of scene you want. They've got descriptions. You can see the models. You can look at each video and decide whether or not you want that particular video. And it's great. There's the big thing that I want to start off with as a humongous compliment to the spanking video industry is that there is so much more out there. There is there is I am amazed. There's like back in the nineties, you know, when the internet was relatively new and these sites are going up to 
to pass along images, you would see the same stuff over and over and over again. The same people, the same images getting passed around. On my Tumblr feed now, I'm regular seeing spanking images, and I have no uh, idea where they're from. Isn't that no great, idea. though? You're just like, yeah. what is this? And then you need to like find out. It's like, I have to go on a hunt. I'll I have to find know. where video this is from. <laughs> there is, there's a couple of GIFs of a... Uh, mohawk punk muscular punk speaking Ooh, bottom and I love, I have it is all I know is it's from ben.com which is a subscriber site uh, but it's not a fetish site so I'm like which video is this can I find just that video and I can't so it's, it's frustrating I want to find that video that's so annoying when it's like it's like not a spanking company but like they put yes. out like this like this one clip that you know, like you just want that clip because it looks yeah. really good but it's like you don't want to subscribe to the whole site yeah. just for that it's just like art yeah. And so <laughs> so what this has done is it's opened up the market so that amateur and it's not just spanky porn, it's all kinds of porn. Everyone can mm-hmm. be everyone can, can produce porn. Everyone can produce adult videos. Yeah, and it, it seems like there's like a new like amateur or otherwise, there's new companies popping up like every yeah. day. Like yeah, just, the, just yeah. for spanking alone. And then of course awesome. there's and I, I haven't even gotten to people who post it online for free. You can <laughs> Uh huh. You can go to spankingtube.com and people just post their spanking videos up for free. And of course, you get what you pay for. It's it's not always the best stuff, but you know it's worth looking at. You might find stuff you like. Um, so so that's what's great. Uh, there's been a side of there's been a big side effect on the culture of the spanking or an industry, uh, porn industry in this way, which I personally think is. Um, I don't want to say I don't want to say it's bad. I don't want to say negative, but say I will it. say say what you mean. There, despite this massive increase in the amount of porn that's available, we are now seeing new kinds of holes in 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 what's being produced. And the reason is because um, this dynamic of of making it so much accessible for people to produce has created an environment where somehow, and I'm about to talk about how uh, most spanking porn becomes focused in appealing to the idea that the purchaser of the porn is a top. Now, what do you and, mean by that? That so, yeah, it's focused on tops. Yeah. So the idea is um, the the dynamic being shown in the video is one where we are invited to witness a the bottom um, who is who's done something bad um, and is and is being punished for it. Which, of course, that's a very common. Very, very common dynamic in porn or in spanking. Period. The, this fantasy of spanking, but the the idea is we are watching for the benefit of of living out the top's fantasy of punishing bottoms, oh, and not and, so much the bottoms' fantasy of being punished. Right. So, so what we see is a lot top. of the same dynamic being played over by studio to studio. It's often an older top and a younger bottom. The uh-huh. top the top is an authority figure, um, you know, something like a, a police officer, a homeowner who's caught a thief. You know, there are different kinds uh-huh. of stories, of course. Your boss, uh, you know, somebody yeah, like that. Yeah, but there's this very definitive dynamic that is very much um, targeting a top of a certain age. Uh, there's a couple of reasons why this is happening. Number one, um, you'll find that tops are actually the ones who are doing the work now. They're these, these amateur studios yeah. being created uh, guys by guys in this baking who are tops. And there's this sort of fundamental 
uh, you know, dynamic bias. They're they're filming what they like. They're and mm-hmm. they're the ones who are tracking down, trying to find bottoms who are willing to be in the porn. Yeah, I mean, and, they're they're the ones actually making the videos and putting all the effort in. So yes, and they're the ones who are putting yeah. out money. You know, they're the ones who uh-huh. are putting money to, to create the porn. And so they're you know their focus is on finding bottoms who will who will let them spank. And so the example uh, that we talked about earlier. Uh, SpankingCentral.com. Uh, this Cliff, the guy who created the site and, and produces all the porn, he is the top in every single video, and he has like yes. hundreds of videos. And so the only thing that changes is the bottoms. He has this sort of set of scenes, and he, he goes to these story scenes, and there are all these attractive young bottoms in their twenties early wow. 20s, sort of twinkish. He has gotten some muscular boys that I've actually really liked. Um, like mm. Yeah, and, and I just want to make it clear this is not a criticism of him or his site or what Yeah, he's I mean, his site is clearly working, and he clearly has, yes. you know, like, a pretty large customer base. Yes. So, yes. And, and, like, if, if you like that dynamic, then you will love his videos. Yeah. It's yeah, just, like, I personally, just for me, because it's always him the one doing the spanking, I, I got sort of bored just speaking from my own point of view and I would have liked it to like there to be more like of a mix up personally yeah. like like having the models thank each other or you know like have just like something new and different mm-hmm. but again like that's because as you mentioned as he's the one producing these videos he's um obviously if, if he is taking part in them and, and he's doing the spanking that's one less person he has to pay for one yeah yeah and he and can focus just, and, I, and, and it lets him focus better on, you know, on making the video. And also making sure that the bottoms are paid well. Because, yeah. you know, you want to pay them well. Because they're the ones who are suffering. And a lot of them are doing it for money. They're, they're pay for spanks. There, there are guys, I, have, <laughs> I have met a lot of models. And some of them actually are legitimately into spanking. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are not. A lot of them are also, you know, sex workers, and it's a thing that they do, you know, to make money. And yeah, they put course. up with it. They don't do. They don't. I, they probably don't hate it. They wouldn't keep doing it if they hated it. Uh, but certainly, the fact that they're able to make a decent amount of money factors into it. Yes, I, I'm um, sure that helps their decision <laughs> quite a bit. The other thing, the the other big thing to note is because it's so much easier for people to hook up if they're into spanking. Um, the the the. the, the dynamic that's created there is that if you're a bottom you don't have to live off of fantasies anymore like you did in the 80s and 90s before oh. the internet made it, made it easy to hook up you, if you're a bottom uh, and you're in your 20s or 30s or, or even older you can find guys to spank you in real life it's very much the market is very much in the sense that there are tops who are looking for bottoms i don't think of it that way that is yeah. interesting and especially as you start getting older, um, if you're a top, um, you're looking for you're looking for guys to spank. There are a lot more guys who are willing to spank than there are bottoms uh, who who are willing to spe- be spanked. And if and the other thing is, uh, you may you may find guys to spank as a top on a regular basis, but you're you're interested in spanking a, a guy might not line up with that guy's interest in being spanked. If you get what I mean, you may want to spank someone. A bottom may not want to be spanked. Whereas if you're a bottom and you're in the mood, you can kind of try to to look for ways to hook up. Right. So so the top has a greater need of of spanky fitness to be filled. No, I actually spoke with um, on on Tumblr 
about this to a a bottom. Um, and wow. I, uh, after our first podcast, and I asked him, I said, "Hey, can you think of a spanking studio or a spanking video that was put out recently that appeals to you?" And he couldn't. Oh, oh well, that's not good though. Yeah, so he wants. Porn. This is an untapped market. So I asked him, "Is that something you need, or are you able to get spanking in real life that you want?" And he says, "No, I would like porn that appeals to me." And so I was like, "Oh, that's very interesting," and I think that's something that yeah, people who produce porn need to think about. And I think what needs to happen is there need to be there need to be bottoms into being spanked who are willing to be in porn. First of all, that's the big barrier right there, mm-hmm. <laughs> because like I said, a lot of the, a lot of guys who are willing to be spanked, these are people who are agreeing to do it for money, and some of them are probably into spanking. A lot of them are not. A lot of bot. We need more bottoms who are into being spanked, who are willing to do. The, they need to be willing to do what the tops are doing. And yes. which is to produce, the, you know, to be in these videos, um, and then the other thing that needs to happen is the tops need to work with bottoms to create with different kinds of fantasies. A studio, you know, there's one of the other big symptoms of being top oriented is that there are a whole bunch of studios that focus on the idea that the guys that are being spanked are straight, and yes. <laughs> well, because that's, that's hot. Yes, that's hot, so. and that's part <laughs> that is a fantasy that tops have. Yeah, that oh, spanking a straight guy. I mean, I I fantasize about that. And there's like there's like seven studios I, that I could think of off the top of the head that, that emphasize on the fact that they're spanking straight guys. I mean, pretty much all of them. Yeah. Now, there's one of them, one studio though that we want to talk about just a little bit has found a way to do that dynamic, but also found ways to produce videos that could help fulfill fantasies of bottoms. And that is, what's the name of the studio? You're a big fan of them. Oh, Straight Light Spanks. Straight yeah. lad spank. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the dynamics of some of their videos. Well, I mean, it's pretty like it's pretty much a typical spanking company. Um, you know, it has it has it does have the same sort of setup as Spanking Central, where it has the one guy in charge who is um, known as Mister X, and a number of of young, attractive male models who he uses, you know, as his bottoms. But um. The thing to me that separates Straight Lad Spanks from other spanking studios is that he does mix it up. Like I was saying before, like a lot of videos, um, he has the models spank each other for reasons. Yes. Um, like the the roles aren't set. Like a, a guy who's getting spanked in one video, the next one he's in, he might be doing the spanking. You know, like the the reasons shift. So. Yeah, it's- so, so there's also the fantasy for bottoms of being spanked by a muscular straight boy, and that's the thing that happens. It in those certainly, yes. Um, you know, the the tops can be just as attractive as the bottoms are, and I think, yeah. I mean, for me, it's really nice, just and because it, I'm not I'm not sure what's coming, so to speak. Like each week, it's a surprise. And just to be clear, we are not saying that just because you're an older gentleman into spanking that you are not attractive. I find no, we're not. I find I find Clifton of the of uh, of uh, spanking such to be a very attractive man. Um, but the, the, the idea is that there's there's now a completely different dynamic when you're when you've got guys who are peers spanking each other for yes. different reasons. They do spanking games on there. They do. Um, they, they've had spanked Jenja, I think, a couple times, which yes. I actually, I recently played in real life. But, yeah, so I mean, and there's a lot of different scenarios, you know, there's the, there's the teammates dynamic, there's, like, office workers, there's Mr. X doing his thing as the, as the community spanker, there's just, you know, 
yeah. friends. There's there's brothers who go on there together and they spank each other or they get spanked together. Is there's 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 a whole lot of different things going on. And I just I just appreciate variety. Yeah. So that's just my own perspective coming out. Yeah, and that kind of reminds me of the old days in the spanking videos, uh, and I talked about this in the last podcast, where they specifically designed spanking videos with the idea that both tops and bottoms would be watching it and would have fantasies about, uh, you know, being in either role. Yeah. And so, so, so the fact that it's kind of top oriented, and you know, again, just to repeat. There are certainly lots of bottoms who have the authority figure spanking fantasy, but there are lots of bottoms who have other types of fantasies. And so I think there's definitely a market if if someone wanted to break into that. And I think in a future episode, we, we have this on our list, you and I would talk about like if we made our own spanking studios, what they would be like. Well, if I made mine, I know already it would require a very large budget because i would want to have sci-fi <laughs> effects i don't want to have like <laughs> let's not spoil it we've, we've talked enough so, so let's wrap up so so that i think is the state of spanking porn today i want to invite particularly any bottoms who are into spankings to give us some uh bottoms into spankings obviously <laughs> give us some give us some feedback feedback on spanking videos out yeah, there so tell us tell us what you like yeah, tell us what you like. If there if there are videos, if there's stuff we missed, if there are videos out there that you like, if you're you know, and if you're someone else who wants to defend and say no that the industry is just fine right now, and and I'm overdoing it when I'm saying that it's all about spanking tops, I'd love to hear some response to that. But that's my real view of looking at this from a real broad angle from someone who used to be a hardcore spanking bottom. So mm. now. With that, let us move on to our final section, the um, Spankify Everything. Spankify Everything. Now, originally, we were going we're gonna to discuss pro wrestling this week. Yes. But, but then a thing happened. Yes, a thing happened. Um, a guy showed up in the news so deserving of a spanking that he yes. actually made us reschedule our, you know, what we were going to talk about and focus on him instead. Yes, let's talk about Mr. Ryan Lochte, an Olympic swimmer who got himself into a bit of trouble in Rio. So as you likely know, if you're following the Olympics, or just news in general, uh, Ryan Lochte is a U.S. swimmer who, uh, while he was down in Rio for the, for the Olympics, um, he got into an incident... At, putting it mild, putting I, it mildly. Yes, I'm. I'm putting it nicely. An, an incident at a gas station down there. Um, his the original story that he gave was that he had been um, basically mugged by fake police officers who held him at gunpoint and extorted money from him. Yeah, along with some other swimmers who were with him. Yes, younger swimmers. along with with three other swimmers. Yeah. Um. As, as more and more evidence has come to light, though, his story has changed several times. Um, from what we know now, it seems that um, one of his swimmer friends needed to use the restroom at this gas station. Um, they went up to it. It was locked, so he broke the door down, um, and then rather than, you know, being mugged or whatever that Ryan had said. Um, instead, they were they were asked by the manager and by security to pay for the damages that they had caused. And at 
you know, during this process, he also threw something of a temper tantrum, it seems. And yeah. He, he ripped a poster down from their wall. He, he did some other stuff. And, and they also, at some point, I don't know, before or after, they also peed on the back wall of this building. So they, they were all over the place. Um, the one thing that, that is definitely clear is that uh, Ryan Lochte lied to the media several times. Yes. And has basically caused, like, a really stupid international incident over this. Yes. It is worth putting out here that Ryan Lochte is 32 years old. Yes, and that's the other thing. (laughs) The the media, at least sources that I've seen, keep putting this spin on it, like, oh, you know, he was, you know, like, boys, you know, just boys being boys, they're just causing a ruckus, these crazy swimmers, but he's 32, yeah, like, no, there is a, like, and that, that, and that's my age. So I'm just like that. Like, makes it even more annoying. So I'm just like, okay, like, don't put 32 year olds in this like little boy thing. It's like, yes, no, he knew exactly what he was doing. Yes, and so, so, so here there is a plot twist to this. Um, originally, the idea is like, all you know, these four boys, they all seemed like they were a bunch of fuck ups, and so we were going to essentially this this was gonna this is gonna be the what we're gonna call the needs of spanking segment. Yes. And, it's going to be not a regular thing, but whenever some celebrity or famous person, famous dude, does something stupid for which he should be, for which he should get a spanking. Yes, a t- we're clearly gonna, a spanking. Yeah. So here. originally the idea is like all four of these boys needed to get their asses blistered. So, but there's a twist on this whole thing, which um, it which doesn't preclude Ryan Lochte deserving a big hard spanking for this. Uh, but does add some more elements to it. Uh, maybe it gets the other boys out, the other uh, the other swimmers away from needing a good spanking themselves. So mm. um, USA Today did some additional investigating, and it looks like it's possible that some of the stuff they said was true, just not in the way that Ryan Lochte presented it. Ryan Lochte was drunk, totally they were all held at gunpoint. The reality is it's not actually clear that, that they damaged the bathroom, that they peed, that they, they vandalized this place. Um, what is clear is they were asked for money from these guys in order to leave. Um, so they were they felt like – and these guys were armed. And so there was definitely the idea they felt like they had to pay these guys off for what may have only been a single damaged sign which I believe Ryan Lochte is responsible for. <laughs> uh-huh. and so, so what ultimately happened here is maybe the, the police are not and the security guards are not as innocent as they seem. They may have found an opportunity to try to get money from these guys, but these guys were kind of misbehaving, and Ryan Lochte was obviously seems to be the ringleader. Yes. So... I mean, in, in, in his words, I believe he said that he, he over-exaggerated, is how yes. he put it. There was definitely Ryan Lochte, a 32-year-old man, had just like fucked up this this experience entirely and and the scene and made it a lot worse to try to get himself out of very very clearly to get himself being out get himself out of trouble. Yeah, that is clear. He lied and he made the situation worse by lying. So regardless of what actually happened, he. Ryan Lochte deserves a spanking. A hard spanking. He deserves a spanking. So what we would do, and, and tell me if you agree, 
the swimmers now they don't they don't wear their little bikinis anymore. They wear these these trunks. So we would uh, we would take Ryan uh, back to the scene of the crime, the gas station. The gas station. We would uh, very carefully cut the seat out of out of those those tight fitting swim trunks of him. Yeah, he won't need those for a while. And since he is such a frat boy, we would take a frat paddle. He would assume the position, give him a, a pretty decent amount of swats to fire him up. Like how many? Like 20, 30? 20, 30, Yeah, you can't. You don't want to do too much at first with the frat paddle. No. Um, and then he would. We would do the the typical frat cleaning hazing. We would give him a hairbrush. We a would make. Brush, him, you mean? Yeah, a toothbrush. You know, <laughs> even if he didn't. Even if they didn't pee on the bathroom, he still vandalized his place. Um, he needs to clean it up. So we would give him a, a a toothbrush and make him clean the bathroom. And just to make sure he doesn't slack off, you know, every fifteen minutes, we would make him get back into position and give him maybe another ten swats. Yeah, just to motivate him to you know do a good job. And so that would be Ryan Lochte's punishment for misbehaving. Anything that you would like to add? So, but we both agree that that Ryan definitely deserves it. The other three boys, um, we'll just have to see what comes out. They may, they yeah, may, they they might be off the hook for now, but we will keep be keeping an eye out, and yeah, you know, we will see if they are truly as innocent as they appear to be. Yep, and so that wraps up our Spankify everything. Uh, with we found a way to Spankify the Olympics, which is great. The you know I'm glad that we did that. Yes, it's it's good that we didn't let it uh, go away. And that ends our <laughs> that is the end of our second podcast. Um, if you like our podcast, follow us on Tumblr. Uh, follow both Brian and myself on Tumblr, on Twitter, on SoundCloud. Um, if you go to our SoundCloud page, there's links to all of those things on the site, uh, and we will start prepping for uh, episode three and we can tease, tease just a little bit um, I, uh, between now uh, between the point where this podcast goes up and we start working the next podcast I'll have gone to the uh, Moonburn speaking party here in Los Angeles oh. so so You'll I will, have some stories to tell. Yeah, so I'll talk about what spanking parties are like and why everyone should go to them if you are a dude who's into spanking dudes. Um, we'll start talking about spanking art, which is something that we both love very much and that we think there needs to be a lot more of um, online art in spanking and how that's actually a great way for bottoms to get their fantasies realized. And then we'll finally we'll we'll go back to that wrestling discussion that we were going to have. Yeah, because we will not be curtailed from talking about pro wrestlers being spanked. No, this is very important to both. Wrestling of us. wrestling needs to be spankified. It needs to be spankified by like about fifty more percent. <laughs> <laughs> and so that wraps. <laughs> Uh, so this has been a Red SPK Scott. You can find me on uh, online on Tumblr on Spank This Hookups on Recon on Scruff as Red SPK Scott. Uh, and I am uh, Croup or Soup Goblin. I am on all those same sites that Scott just mentioned as one of or both of those <laughs> names. If if you look for one and I'm not there, just look for the other and you'll probably find me. Clooper uh, Soup Goblin is, is usually what I am. And that said, um, I believe that will be it for this episode. So thank you guys very much for listening, and stay tuned for episode three. <laughs>